Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds, I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we will look into both of our League of Record drafts that went down over this past weekend. We'll also invite another member of each of our leagues uh, to get their input on the drafts that were. And if you are watching the video, you'll see that we already have one fellow with us. This handsome guy is Albert Leach, and he is the commissioner of my League of Record. Albert, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. He's joining us all the way from Seattle, and he flew in to North Carolina last weekend to join the draft. So that was uh, that was pretty great to see his handsome face there. Uh, Kevin, you doing good, too? Yeah, I'm living the dream, buddy. I had a good week with the draft. Of course, some of my players then got shot up. But aside from that, I had a pretty good weekend. Leach, are you always the commissioner in your league or do you guys rotate it somehow? I've been the commissioner for at least the past five years or so. There was one other one other buddy who's still in the league um, who's who stepped down as commissioner, handed it off to me. And one ah. of these one of these years, I'll find somebody else to hand it off to. Okay, very good. Yeah, I did that with my old original league. I actually handed it off to somebody who handed it off to our later guest. Um, and then, of course, I'm the commissioner of my league. So welcome. It's nice to have a fellow commissioner, somebody who actually has to do something besides just press buttons on their computer, like some yeah. of us. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm it's sure it's not me you. because. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, yeah, you're commissioned. Yeah, this one out. You're commissioned. It's not always easy, right? To, uh, you know, think you make a new league. I'm the commissioner, like three different leagues, just not any that we are in together. But did you start that new league you were talking about? Yeah, we did. Our we found our draft order tonight. I'm picking 12th out of 14, and it's not my favorite. No, I wouldn't like that either. Well, I tried to rig it, but obviously I failed. Well, it sounds that way. Sounds that way. All three of well, us you... know the pain of sending out an email and telling everyone how to do everything and then getting seven texts asking you how to do exactly what you just told them how to do. Never ends. It's as though that no rules have changed in the last 14 years yet. Here we are every year. My, my favorite is that we've, we've done a – he uses um, – Leach here uses a – program called clicky draft for hours for the people you know if you're not all together if you're not the in-person just mm -hmm. input your picks and everything we have done it for probably i mean push in 10 years maybe no matter what every guy has done it every single year and yet this year there were still three or four guys like what do i do how do i how do i get in it's the worst <clears throat> yeah frustrating i ours is just everybody's on one draft app, 16 teams all on one app but there's always somebody every year who struggles with the thing they don't know how to get in they don't know how to nominate a player it's like you've been doing this for 13 14 years some of you how how hard is it but it's all good i know they only do it once a year it's not like they're doing a, a draft every other every other week but uh um, it all works out all right, so let's move on to some news and notes real quick. It all revolves around running backs. You mentioned uh, earlier how you took Brian Robinson in your draft, which obviously we'll get to in a little bit. But, um, yes, he did suffer gunshot wounds. Talk about injuries you don't anticipate happening. Luckily for him, he, uh, he'll be, he's already out of the hospital. He's back at the facility. It's going to take him a while to get you know into playing shape. Uh, so, but, thankfully, that wasn't worse. 
Sony Michelle got cut and immediately signed by the Chargers, which makes me happy that uh, as of now, I don't have Austin Eckler on many of my teams. Not that I think he'll dig into the passing game work, but surely he's going to steal some goal line touches. Kenyon Drake is now with the Baltimore Ravens, muddying that backfield up even more. And somehow, some way, the Leeches 49ers decided, hey, we're going to cut our third round pick from last year, Trey Sermon, that had the best camp of his life. So you guys feel free to chip in. Uh, Leech, why don't you start on any one of those guys that you want to? Yeah, well, I'll start with the first one that I heard about, which was uh, Brian Robinson. And I found out when I turned, I was flying back from North Carolina for the draft and I got off the plane and turned it off airplane mode. And then I had a, about six texts from our group, group text blow up talking about it. I thought it was a joke at first. Um, when I realized it wasn't a joke, my first thought was, I hope he's okay. And then my second thought was, hmm, I just drafted Antonio Gibson. How long is he out? And I took McKissick in the same draft. <laughs> My first thought was, you've got to be mother effing kidding me. I'm sitting there on the front porch. The fantasy pros thing comes through the alert. I'm like, I just I can't win. I have the draft of my life. Finally, one that goes exactly how I want. Everything's good. Everybody's pissed except for me. And my guys are already getting shot. It's just fantasy karma. I just can't win anymore. What are you going to do? But it looks like he's going to be all right. Hopefully he won't miss too much time. And I gave him a three-year contract anyway, so we'll see how things go with this. But Do any of this, do we care about Trey Sermon? Depends where he goes. I think the biggest problem for him was that he just wasn't a good fit in the 49ers system, which just goes back to why did they draft him. But that's something a 49ers fan is still coming to grips I with. I think any back that can stay on the field for more than two games at a time fits into their system. So I found it odd. I can't imagine somebody's not going to pick him up. But if not, uh, I already saw that they'll put him on his on their practice squad. But I can't imagine he's going to clear waivers. Yeah, many that third round draft back help. Yeah, yeah. Too many teams need running back help. All right. Let's hop into – uh, Albert and I's League of Record Draft, my favorite weekend of the year. It is a 12-team half-point PPR. It's 15 rounds. We start one QB, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, two flexes, one defense, and we have six bench spots. There were 11 players kept. Uh, we don't need to go into detail about all of them. We'll, we'll mention a few as we go through. Uh, am I forgetting anything, Leach? Uh, no, just, I mean, unless you just want to throw in another plug that there are no kickers in this league because it's a, it's well, a really if you've listened to this play, this podcast more than five minutes, you know, I hate kickers. So, uh, what's the name of this league? Pray tell the league, league of funny. unextraordinary gentlemen. Gotcha. That fits. Yeah. I can't think of a more of a more po proper name for us. Um, all right. So round one. Uh, there were a few surprises. It didn't take long to get there. Christian McCaffrey fell to fourth overall. Uh, and that the second surprise was right after that when Albert Leach himself took DeAndre Swift at five. And then, of course, uh, one of our donators decided to take Mark Andrews at 11th overall. Anything else surprise you with that, uh, Leach? No, there's always, there's always a surprise in the first round, you know. Um, and the one thing I don't, you'll probably mention it, but with the keepers with 11 keepers, there's maybe half of those are probably going to be first round picks or so. So 
there's a lot of a lot of things in the back end that get moved around, but um, um, yeah, otherwise and then a lot of running backs too. So, oh, but that's that's normal. Yeah, n- nine, I believe. <clears throat> I got um, a couple so quick Kevin. questions. Yeah, who were the three that went before CMC? It was Taylor. It was um, Eckler went to Eckler. Eckler went to. So yeah, I can buy that. Who was three? Derek Henry. Yeah, no, I don't I hate can it. Buy all those. I can, you can make an argument for all those guys. Right. Well, uh, like I said, I don't hate it, but I would take McCaffrey one. So yeah. that's because you're trying to make crazy picks this year. So you're trying to take chances, risks. That's risky Nine, for a guy who's played what eight games the last two years. Okay, yeah, so sure. how? Okay, two. How do the your fellow players in the league, if they listen to this, feel about being called donators? Oh, I don't care. And do you then worry that if they feel if you feel the way that they will get out of the league if you feel that bad about them? We've been in this league long enough. They're not going anywhere. Fair enough. And three. The the person Bobby's talking about, I can promise you, is not listening. It's all good. And Swift at five. Please tell, because that is one of the stupidest ass things I've heard (laughs) in this entire draft season. So Please. Now, that said, we don't know who all these keepers were, so maybe he was yeah. the 16th, 17th best guy left. So please please explain <laughs> yourself here, because from the outside looking at it, it sounds ridiculous, but it might make sense if there were 11 keepers, because that means he was the 16th player taken. Yeah, right? so here's, here's, here's the thought process that went into this. And I actually made the decision essentially the day before. Um, so I had I was keeping Cooper Cup, uh, Cooper Cup in the second round, right? So I know I've already got a stud receiver. I don't have a second round pick. So when I'm looking at five, I had I had Taylor, McCaffrey, and Eckler as my top three, and then I'm thinking who who am I going to pick here? And it's it was really between Swift, Cook, or Mixon from a running back standpoint, or Justin Jefferson if I wanted to go receiver. But I didn't want to double up with Jefferson and Cup. As great as that sounds, I didn't want to be stuck. With, I didn't want to be stuck with taking stuck running backs with the number one and two receivers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if I hey, if I could have done it twice, I would have loved to see you play them both out and see what happens. But um, so that was my thought process there, and then it was picking the running back. And I think DeAndre Swift is out of those guys has the highest, the best chance of finishing number one at running back. He might not have the highest floor. He might not be the most likely to finish with first round value, but I think he's got the highest ceiling. Well, you're either going to look really smart or really stupid. But again, uh, that's right, so, why we want you to explain these things because, like I said, the, most of the backs, the really high end backs, were a lot of them were probably kept. Yeah. So, you, like I said, this was the 16th player to go. It wasn't like he was actually the fifth player chosen. He was the 16th player chosen. So that makes a lot more sense. All right. So um, for me, I, you know, I've talked about I am a firm believer of running backs early. The statistics back that up. Uh, so I was hoping I took Mixon at seven, and I was really hoping that another running back would fall to me. So I'm thinking maybe Kamara, maybe Barkley. I might get lucky with Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones. I'll take. I'm cool with Javante Williams. All of them went. Aaron Jones went the pick before me, and then I'm staring at unexpectedly Travis Kelsey uh, and Steedy Lamb. Those are my top two spots. Uh, top two guys for that spot. And after a second or two of thinking, I realized I'm not going to go tight end that early. So I did go CD Lamb. 
Uh, and then Josh Allen went after that. And the biggest surprise for me in the second round, David Montgomery went pick 211. To somebody trying to lose? I don't know. Maybe. That was a shocking pick to me. Uh, but the guy who picked Montgomery inexplicably is our champion from last year, scoring the like fourth lowest points in the league. So he has no idea what he's doing. Montgomery will inevitably blow up, I'm sure. What? What? I mean, I don't even I don't even know how to quali- qualify that at all. I mean, you you wouldn't you can't even. What rationale would you have? It's not like you would ever find a rankings anywhere in the world that would have him going there. Uh, he's one of the, arguably the worst talented roster, top to bottom in the league. I, that's my. I know. Donators are wonderful. Well, you said he won the league, but yeah, you can't you can't question the champion. There. Yeah, he won the league. I, I'm I, looking at now. Yeah, fourth fourth lowest scoring team, but he but he got into the playoffs and. His deep, his fantasy defense of holding other teams down continued throughout the playoffs. Well, see, so you guys do sound like there's some we do in my league that we'll talk about later that you guys don't. You play an opponent each week, and of course, you play the league average, and that weeds right. out people who get really, really lucky on the schedule. Yeah, well, I don't think he would have made the playoffs if we had done that. That's what I'm saying. Great. How could he? If he had the fourth lowest points, he wouldn't have even made it in. Um, round three. So, so right now, who'd you take in round two, Leach? That was my keeper, Cup. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you got Swift and Cup. Round three rolls around, and you took? Cortland Sutton. Gotcha. Hey, can I stop and you then... guys real quick as we continue? Did you mention to the people listening that your two-round um, penalty thing, how it For works? Keepers? Yeah. Yeah, so, yes. Well, we talked about it. Not today, but we had right. talked about it before the show. The way our keepers work is you if whoever you choose to keep, it comes at a two-round penalty from where you drafted him last year. So uh Albert Leach here, he drafted Cooper Cup in the fourth last year, so he got to keep him in the second. My pick was at an absolute no-brainer. It came to me. Keenan Allen was sitting there staring at me in the third round after watching David Montgomery go before that. And so that was quick. Bravo. Didn't hesitate not first, especially because I have my keepers Debo Samuel in the fifth. He's not the safest pick. You know, he might ball out and get 30 points one week. He might only get seven the next. Who knows with Trey Lance and Keenan Allen is as safe as it gets. So I grabbed him. Uh, another pick that was shocking, Amon Ross St. Brown went with the last pick of the third round. His ADP is 62 overall, and he got drafted at the end of the third round. So that was a bit shocking. Um, that makes no sense because – you could get him a round or two later. That's the only thing I don't like about it. Why Why do it there? Pick somebody else that should be going there and get him in your next round. I don't know. Yeah. With this league, I with mean, this league, people people go early. They, I don't know. They, they get their guys, that's for sure. <laughs> um, round four, Lamar Jackson went uh, to a – uh, to a team, oh, he was the second quarterback off the board. Josh, so Josh Allen was the first quarterback. Lamar Jackson was the second quarterback in round four. <clears throat> um, I didn't want to go AJ Dillon, but I did because at that point the the running back uh, room was pretty thin, and I'm actually pretty high on Dillon, higher than most. Uh, he was RB two last year. Well, I might have been RB twenty five, close enough. I think he'll have a bigger year this year. And if Aaron Jones goes down. I got a top five, top ten guy, yeah. guy at the worst. And I know, Kevin, I know you're big on Dylan. You better uh, And I think it. Leach, I, I think when I made the pick, Leach was eyeing him up. Is that is that right, Albert? 
Yeah, he was he was probably the last running back that I would have would have wanted there. But this is this situation where I'm glad I went running back in the first round because, um, you know, the receivers are, are just better here in round four. And and I so I took DK Metcalf to be my as my third receiver. Who again? I'm, all, I'm I went all about ceiling in this in this draft. So I got a guy who's obviously got the tools and talent to be a number one receiver as my wide receiver three. We'll see if uh, we'll see if Geno can get him the ball. Well, that's the thing. As bad as those those quarterbacks are, they still have to throw to somebody. They're going to be behind all the time. So somebody's got to catch the ball. It might not be beautiful. You might not have those ones that Russ puts in the bread basket sixty yards down the field. But he's got to, he's got to get something. He's your wide receiver three. That's 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 bang for the buck, baby. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not big on DK, but if you got him as your wide receiver three, yeah. I mean, come on, come yeah, on. I mean. <laughs> so fifth round rolls around, and before we get into our picks, the team who took Lamar Jackson in the fourth took Jalen Hurts in the fifth. Love it. <laughs> I love it. You only love it. You only love it because it's the only time I've ever honestly been pissed in a draft. I had, well, I knew what a fantasy I draft. You. Correct. Fair. Hertz is my auto pick in the seventh. I told you all that earlier in an earlier show. I knew I was going to have to take him in the sixth. I thought about taking him in the fifth, to be honest with you, but I knew I was going to have to take him in the sixth. And I knew I was going to get him, except because the team took him as a backup. Trade bait. <laughs> And then Chris Godwin went, um, I think, at the next picks, 51 overall as a wide receiver, too. And we don't even know what he's going to have in the beginning of the year. This was there were some odd picks here. Um, Who did you end up taking in the fifth there, Leach? Fifth is where things started to go a little downhill, started to get a little little rocky. I went with Juju Smith-Houston again. Like I said, the theme here is all upside. So I've got somebody who could be the number one receiver for Patrick Mahomes just because I'm taking my fourth receiver before my second running back. I'm okay with that because we do have the two flexes, so I can at least start all four of them. True. Yep. Um, and then Debo, like I said, Debo was my keeper in the mm-hmm. fifth. And in the round in round six, Russell Wilson went as QB six very early for him, even before Kyler Murray, which I thought was a shock. Chase Edmonds went at pick 63, which is 23 picks earlier than um than ADP. I think that shows you the state of the running backs that we had. <clears throat> pick rolls around to me in the sixth. Uh, early for ADP, but I had Rashad Bateman as my wide receiver, 21 overall. And as much as I would have liked to go running back here, I just couldn't pass that up. Um, and like Albert just said, we can start four wide receivers in our league. Bateman is my wide receiver four. So I feel pretty good about that. Uh, and then this was the, uh, the round where I thought Leach made a mistake by taking Antonio Gibson. But uh, obviously that panned out in uh, one way or another. So yeah, we'll see it looks it a little lasts. better. Yeah. yeah. We'll see if that lasts. Now, do know. you guys get, do your position players get points for uh, punt returns and kickoff returns, touchdowns? We do not. Ours do well, not. Either. I know a lot yes. of leagues do, yeah. but ours touchdowns, do not. Touchdowns, yes. Because then all of a sudden Gibson's a little better. But I wonder now with Robinson out for a while, if they'll still have him returning kicks. Well, I'll tell you, if if we don't get points for touchdowns, I'm going to go into Yahoo and change the settings right now and make sure. I like the sounds of that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely where the lack of, uh, you know, reduced preparation this year kind of came in. Lack of staying up up to date. Gibson. Also, you know, this is we're drafting outside next to a pool. Distractions are happening here in the middle of the rounds. So, yeah, Gibson pick I'm not super happy with, but it looks better now than it did then. 
You got to spend less time at your Antifa rallies, bud. <laughs> yeah. Get back on the internet. Oh, right. quick, Bobby. Baby, yeah. we discussed before, last year, numbers 10 and 12 in the NFL and targets were Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. I'm yeah. hoping and praying that you're right about Bateman. I don't have nearly as much faith in him as you, but I hope you're right. Uh, I think it will be. I liked him coming out of college, and uh, he's talented. So uh, round seven and eight, kind of boring for us. It's a dead zone for just about everyone. This is when, uh, you know, these are the two rounds where everyone hates drafting. The Damian Pierce hype is real, folks. He went seven, eight, the eighth pick of the seventh round. Dawson Knox went at the 11th pick of the seventh it's round. your boy. As the team's second tight end. The team already had a tight end. They took, so the, And then they took Dawson Knox. Uh, round eight, I took Devin Singletary as my running back three. Not real excited about it, but you got to get someone there. And uh, our last year's champion, who took David Montgomery in the second round, took Buffalo's defense with the 11th pick of the eighth. Um, so... Yeah, not not good looking stuff here. And then, um, so Albert, who did you take in those two rounds? So this is uh, again the running backs are just are just dead at this point. They're all dart throws. Um, so I grabbed Ken Walker the third, seeing you know maybe that's something he can turn into something later in the year for the Seahawks. Plus, I, you know now that I'm in Seattle, got to have some lo local guys out here. Um, I also grab Alan Lazard again, number one receiver for Aaron Rodgers. I'll, I'll take the chance that that turned into something. It worked out the last time that we that we thought we had a new, brand new number one receiver for the Packers turned into Devontae Adams. So we'll see. I don't know if he'll get that high, but we'll Where, see. which one did you get Walker in the seventh or eighth? Uh, eighth for Walker. See, I love that because even if he doesn't pan out this year, say at the end of the year he has a little hot streak, and you know, then he ends up the clear cut starter next year. Yeah, he's your sixth round pick. Bravo. Yep. As more goes into this, see people, so many people just play for just this year. But in your league, maybe it's only one player. My league, it could be your whole team you have for five years. But that matters. That can move mm -hmm. somebody up a round or two, not necessarily just stashing them for a year and knowing that you might have a starting tailback, a top 15 guy for the next two years at a minimal price. Yeah. Yeah, I always want to have at least one – potential keeper on your team hopefully two or three yeah uh and then we move on to the ninth round oh I, um i didn't mention my seventh round pick was dallas goddard i went he was the last tight end um before it really the floor um, really dropped out um, so i grabbed goddard there was one more that we'll get to in the 14th round uh okay uh maybe for you uh the ninth round chase claypool was taken with the hundredth overall pick um and the my backup plan for Hertz is obviously this year's Jalen Hertz, Trey Lance, who I was uh, obviously going to grab in the ninth round. No big deal. Nobody else would take him until our commissioner and the man with us here tonight, Albert Leach, decided he was going to take Lance knowing he was my guy. Uh, so I pivoted and grabbed my RB4 in Cordero Patterson. And then Team 10 followed up their Tom Brady pick uh, in round eight with grabbing Aaron Rodgers in round nine. Uh, and then I'll go ahead and hit up 10. Hunter Henry went at pick 10, 11 to the team that already had Dalton Schultz. So we're making, we got to run on backup tight ends going here. Uh, um, and Hunter Henry, an ADP of 181. He went at 119. So um, I'm glad that they have already paid so that we can just take their money now. That's what we said last year. And then he went and won. Okay. That's 
Lightning's not striking twice. <laughs> it's funny. Whoever is that's picking 11th in all these rounds. Sweet God, I wish they were in my leagues. Uh, yeah, it's it's oh. the second overall pick and the 11th overall pick. They just keep tr- – They it's like they were trying to see who can have the worst pick of the round. Wow. Every round. Leach, real quick, are you worried at all that – some of the beat writers out of San Fran are saying the whole reason that they kept Garoppolo around this long and they've completely restructured this contract is because no, but no coach on that team trusts Lance and the Garoppolo might be starting by week four. Now I know Lance is just your backup, correct? Or is he your starter? He's my starter on my fantasy. So are you, I, I'll just ask, are you concerned about that at all? That maybe there's a reason Garoppolo is still there. No, because that, those those, those uh, beat writers are just trying to get clickbait at this point. Okay, the, so that's all it is. That is that's not what it was. This is about Garoppolo, why he came back, and Shanahan. Okay. So, as much smoke as there is out of the 49ers camp, but this one he was he told the truth all along. He's like, we're not going to release him. We're gonna we don't we don't expect him to be here, and we're going to trade him. They didn't give him a playbook until they restructured his contract and resigned him. So he wasn't supposed to be on the team. Okay. They they realized there wasn't a trade partner. So I mean. There, there's a, obviously more risk that Lance gets benched than there was before this. But if he was going to play bad enough to get benched, then I was going to need to find another fantasy quarterback anyways. Let me ask you this. Who's your backup? Um, I'm sure there's some great options on the waiver wire. Oh, you you don't you, – okay, you're just like, going to scream. Maybe it's Garoppolo, to... yeah. If he, if okay. he gets benched, he'll pick and up One more quick question then. Week seven. What are the odds Garoppolo will be starting by week seven? Um, I will say 5% and that's the 5% chance Lance gets injured. Really? You really feel that way? Like, I don't, yeah, I I don't. Yeah. Okay. I'd buy that in the first like three or four weeks. So I think by week seven, if he's really struggling and they're losing games, I think they might go, go back to Jimmy G, but who knows? All right. So I'll run through, there's not a whole lot to talk about in these last few rounds. So I'll run through them all pretty quick. Uh, one thing that was interesting, the last pick of the 10th round was Traylon Burks, rookie. And then we had five rookies go in a row to start the 11th round. So we had six rookies go bang, 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 right off the board. Round 12, I finally grabbed my quarterback in Matthew Stafford. <clears throat> uh, I don't mind. Like I said, I will wait forever for a QB. Is he going to be him or Cousins? I took uh, Stafford over our boy Kirk Cousins. And I was choosing between Stafford and Raheem Mostert which Albert ended up taking Mostert, which probably was the right call simply because now with Sonny Michelle out, we might have a 50-50 split with Chase Edmonds and Mostert in Miami. That might be a steal at round 12 if Mostert can stay on the field. Round 13, Kirk Cousins um, was picked by Team 3, which was the last team to draft their starting quarterback. And Mike Jasicki was drafted as one of our team's third tight ends. So we have a team with three tight ends now. And then round 14, K.J. Osborne was a pick that was growing on me until the Vikings just uh, traded for Jalen Rager. So maybe Osborne isn't going to be as great as we thought. And uh, then Albert comes in with the last team to draft a starting tight end, Cole Komet. And I shouldn't have allowed that because I knew it was coming. Um, But uh, tell me what you like about Komet, Leach. I, I like that he's a, a pass catching tight end on a team that only has one good receiver. So he's probably your number two two target there. Um, I would have taken him over probably six or seven of the tight ends that went right before him. Um, so I'm, I was pretty happy about him falling. I, I just kind of 
at, at a certain point, I just kind of punted on tight end and figured I'd have to play the waiver wire game. But the fact that I got somebody who I would have would have drafted if I was looking to draft one three three four rounds earlier worked out for me. Well, and then one final pick that we nobody noticed when it happened. It had because, like Leach said, we're at a pool, we're on the beach. It's you know, there's a lot going on. Robert Tunyon was drafted in the last round as the fourth tight end on that team. We had five teams with at least two tight ends. That is a joke. Folks, do not draft two tight ends. Just let them go to the waiver wire. You can grab them there. One team had, as I said, four tight ends. Um, One of our guys, Dan Coons, he took four rookies which was an interesting way to build your team. Uh, definitely, I'm not sure that's a win-now mode. We had another guy go running back, wide receiver, then four running backs in a row. And by the end, he had eight running backs on his squad. Uh, and his brother, who was in the league, did the opposite and just started hammering the wide receivers. <clears throat> um, and when you go tight end early and then back up those tight ends, one team, ended, which one team did, they ended up with Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, and Amari Cooper as their top three wideouts. That would be horrifying to me in a league as competitive as ours, minus our two donators we talked about. Everyone else is pretty competitive. Um, and that's it, man. That 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 sums it up. Albert, you got anything to add? I'll just say that it, it, out of all the things that happened, I think Jalen Hurts in the fifth was the worst pick because he had just taken a quarterback the round before. Like that's I that's- agree because I wanted him. <laughs> so. Uh, I love and picks so, like that. Quick recap: throws of, off the whole draft, throws off everybody, throws off yeah. half the teams in it. It's that, wonderful, and it's trade bait. It's yeah, trade bait instantly. It'll, it'll never work though. But, but yeah, this yeah, no one's going to give him value. No, maybe not. But so again, somebody might, somebody might struggle, somebody might get an injury, and be like, "Oh man, I got to do something here." Never know. So quick, quick recap of Albert's draft: DeAndre Swift, Cooper Cup as his keeper. Cordless Sutton, DK Metcalf, Juju, Antonio Gibson, Alan Lazard, Kenneth Walker, the third. I'm sorry, Ken Walker, Trey Lance, Jamal Williams, George Pickens. He got your boy. We skipped over that one there, Kevin. You love George Pickens. Best believe. Raheem Mostert, Ronald Jones, who luckily made the team, Cole Komet, and Jeff Wilson. Just a nice little homer pick there. Squeak it in at the end. <clears throat> And then my draft was Joe Mixon, C.D. Lamb, Keenan Allen, A.J. Dillon, Debo Samuel, my keeper, Rashad Bateman, Dallas Goddard, Devin Singletary, Cordero Patterson. I got my guy Sky Moore in the 10th. J.D. McKissick, Stafford, Jahan Dotson in the 13th. D. Ernest Johnson in the 14th. And I took Denver's defense with my last pick. And as I just noticed, Albert, you didn't even take a defense. Yeah, that that, uh, Jeff Wilson might turn into a defense pretty soon here. No, Jeff Wilson. Why is he get rid of him? Well, him or Ronald Jones depends. We'll see. But the thing is, you don't need a defense until week one starts. I know, but when Elijah Mitchell tears his hamstring in the second quarter of week one, you've got a starting running back. That's true. That's cool. true. Well, the 49ers are going to have five starting running backs anyways, because that's just what well, they do. Well, I know they all get hurt. You're right. But <laughs> I'm just saying that, man, that's a tough one to get rid of. After all, the, they got rid of Hasty, got rid of Sermon. I mean, he's, he's the clear-cut Wait. number two. And Mitchell can't stay on the field. That's that's ballsy to get. I mean, you can in a twelve team league, you can get away with that. Um, yeah. You know, bigger leagues, 14s, 16s, You, you no way you'd ever get rid of him. 
Well, we could talk about this draft all day, and I got I have I have like four or five more drafts going on this week. But uh, this is my league of record, my favorite draft. It's this one, and then I have just the others. So, um, thank you, Albert, for joining us, and um, much appreciated. I appreciate you running our league for us. You do a fantastic job, especially with all the uh, the crap you get from all of us. Uh, we're all a bunch of idiots. So good for you, and uh, thanks again, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice to see you as usual, Mr. Leach. You are the man. Okay. Somebody keep this guy straight. <laughs> okay, folks. So we're back. We brought on my good buddy, unfortunately, Troy Burgunior. He will here to be known as Whitey on here. We all call him Whitey. He will refer to me as Mick because Mickey is my middle name. And for us to call each other Kevin and Troy is very, very odd. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. It's not going to happen. Uh, we'll call Did Bobby I Bobby still, even yeah. though our screen says he's Sir Robert Waugh Esquire. So That's we're going to be going over my league of record, which I'm the, the uh, commissioner. It's called the Berserk Fantasy Football League. It's actually patterned after an old Rotowire league called the Insanity League. Now, we've done a lot of tweaks to it through the years. It is very, very complicated. We have 16 teams, 17 roster spots. So a grand total of 272 roster spots have to be filled at all times. Bobby, I believe yours is 180. So think of how thin things were in that league. Add 92 more players. Uh, so it gets a little bit crazy. We start one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, one wonderful kicker, and one defense. And you always have eight bench spots. We have a $250 salary cap. Players are minimal $2, million, $2, $2 salary. It's going up to three next year. Uh if you sign somebody to a contract, you can sign people up to five years, anywhere from one to five. Their contract, their salary escalates 10% each year, rounded up to the nearest dollar. Any leftover money you have after the draft is what you use for your pickups throughout the year. If you have no money left, you have no money left. So in order to free up money to do anything of a pickup, you've got to have somebody go on IR. You've got to dump player and take a huge hit. If you take a, If you drop a player who has more than one year contract. Those hits are for every single year in the remainder of the contract. And yes, we have had people before drop players with five-year contracts. There's one person league who right now has already a player who they have cap penalties in 2025. And we are not quite there yet. So uh, you get 25% cap penalty. You drop a player that costs you 10 bucks, you lose 250. You only free up 750. Uh, the escalations count for future years on that. You have to have 17 roster spots by one o'clock on Sunday so nobody can skirt the salary cap, or you can take a huge hit. Waiver wires go off at nine on Wednesdays quickly. I know I'm going through this quick, Bobby, but this matters. Our waiver wire is not just you, just a waiver priority or highest number it's highest overall contract if whitey puts in a guy one year ten dollars i put in a guy two years for five it's five and six next year the escalation his total value of his contract's 11 i get the player whitey does not because 11 beats 10 
Uh, trades all have to stay under the cap. They're approved automatically. If so, it doesn't matter who it is. We also, at the end of the year, have holdout players. If you score in the top 10 of your position, but you're making less than one-third of the average of the top 10 players at that position, you are a holdout. You're <laughs> to be kept here. <laughs> Salary increases drastically. We also can franchise players one per year, the same as the NFL, the average of the top five salaries of that position, or a 20% increase, whichever is higher. There are many, many other intricate rules. We've closed as many loopholes as we could throughout the years, but it is complicated. So you can understand from early when I was talking about how difficult commissioning can be. What did I miss anything? Yes. Yeah. Evan, help yeah. us if you did. You're good. You're good. I, yeah, you're good. So some of the people in the league appreciate the fact that I have to deal with this on a daily basis. Other people cannot. Oh, hell. Now, Mickey for Rams. our draft, our draft, the BFFL draft, is uh, two Fridays before the season starts every year, 8 p.m. It usually takes about six hours. This year we got through quick. It only took five hours, which was nice because it's all automated. I we would love to get 16 people together and, and get somebody in here. Hey, now we got $2 right here on this guy. Trade some or not. We got here $3 back there to the man of the Phillies hat. $3. You know, so we'd love to have that. But that would probably take 24 to 36 hours. Well, we had four. We had four together. That was fun. Just the four. I mean, at least we had somebody together. So cool. Yes, Bobby. If anyone was watching the video as Kevin was auctioning <laughs> me off, Whitey made a bid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's usually how it's three bucks, man. I'm all yours for three dollars. <laughs> Sign me to uh, a long-term deal. So our draft then obviously it's nomination for reverse order from last year. There's no such thing as a round. I like to throw out kickers early to make people waste five or six dollars on a kicker for something that I don't remotely want. All I'm doing is nominating them. Other people nominate. Huge players right off the bat, Jonathan Taylor, so he can go for $69, which is huge. I mean, it's um, a, a quarter, more than a quarter of your entire cap. So um, it means a lot. So quickly, while you will, I'm going to get into my draft strategy for this this year. I This draft never goes how I want. You can have a million strategies that never goes how you want because yeah. all it takes is one person doing something crazy and it's all screwed. But, Bobby, you knew my strategy going to this. Last week, I told you on Thursday, I was considering dumping Patrick Mahomes, which I'd taken an $11 hit. But instead, I talked to somebody in our league who just dumped Deshaun Watson because he was finally tired of him. And I traded him to him for Jalen Rager, who only cost $6. I dumped him for $1.50, so I saved $9.50 against the cap to help with my plan. You were on board with that, yes? Correct. So the, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think you mentioned it, but – Mahomes is going to cost you 44 bucks, which yes. you didn't feel like paying to one position, especially when they're, you know, you can get quarterbacks a lot cheaper out there. Right. So by, by cutting Mahomes, it was going to cost you a lot more on penalties. You found a trade partner. You got a guy back you didn't care about, but you dropped him for a buck, right? Buck so 50, you yep. saved, you saved a ton of money and it really opened up your draft for you, which was interesting because I know how this draft went and you ended up getting not one, not two, not three, but four, players that should at least most of them should contribute this year for sure and definitely in the future just because you were able to trade Mahomes. so that that made your draft for you it really did so I also tried to uh, find a partner for Lockett nobody was having it so I I had him for 32 bucks which would have been a steal with Russ but with Geno Smith it is not 
So I took an $8 bath on him, but I still freed up 24 more dollars. So that was my whole goal going in, free up the money so I could get after all of these rookies, which we'll get into soon. Mr. Bragunier, what was yes. your strategy going into this draft? Uh, well, as everyone can hear, it's such a complicated draft. So basically, my strategy was to drink more beer than anybody else when I first got there. Uh, <laughs> I think you probably accomplished that. You had a few shots as well. Yes, I did. Uh, but no, honestly, I had I had um, I had two two running backs going in, and it only it's, it's only a one running back league, so I only needed uh, the what I had. So I, I went I went in, I resigned uh, Mixon from last year, and I signed uh, Travis Etienne. So I had those, so I wasn't worried about that. So my basic strategy was getting wide receivers right from the get go. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to start out with wide receivers, and um, my my number one wide receiver that I wanted to get, and we'll we'll get into this later, I believe, is uh, uh, Gabriel Davis. I wanted Gabriel Davis no matter what. I was just trying to get him uh, because I, I do think he's going to be a wide receiver one. Um, I, I know he's not proven. I know he hasn't done it yet, but I do think he is. So I think I could get I thought I could get him cheaper, and I did, and uh, $35, actually, Gabriel Davis. And um, I was happy with that. Um, after that, you 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 had uh, uh, dumped Lockett. So I'm like, you know, I know Lockett doesn't have the quarterback uh, as, you know, obviously – uh, Geno Smith. I love Geno Smith. Don't get me wrong. Uh, West Virginia fan. I don't know if you can see, but I love Geno. Um, but I figured for 18 bucks, I got him, you know, that's $20 less, almost $20 less than what he was last year. And I figured that's not, that's not bad. So I got, I got Tyler Lockett. So I, I wanted to lock up some wide receivers uh, right away. So that's, that was my basic strategy. And I, and I think I did pretty well with that uh, with some back end help as well. Okay. So what's your wide you. receiver? What's your, what do you wide receiver? What's your wide receiver room look like right now? So you got Gabe Davis and Tyler Lockett. Who else you have? I got Gabe Davis. I got Tyler Lockett. I got Elijah Moore. Um, and I got um, Marvin Jones, which I'm a huge fan of Marvin Jones. Um, he is not a favorite of the show. Marvin Jones does not like your show. He is, no, he is not a favorite of the show. Uh, you, Our, no one likes. We no, are, one, no, no one likes Marvin Jones. No, we are not fond of Marvin Jones. Okay, well, you're gonna, you're, well, I'm gonna make you eat those words because Marvin Jones <laughs> is gonna have a hell of a season. I, hey Mike, I, you also got Michael Gallup. Yeah, well, yeah, I did, I did get Gallup, and I got Gallup for six bucks, and I, and I like Michael Gallup, and the reason I mentioned Marvin Jones before Michael Gallup is because honestly, I think Marvin Jones is gonna have a better season. Than Michael Gallup, I, I, I'm a Cowboy fan, as you can maybe see right there. But uh, anyway, I, I got him for six bucks, and I think that it's a steal for six bucks if he's Michael Gallup. Uh, but who knows what you're going to get with him? I don't know. I'm not. A, well, they just they just chose not to put him on the pup. So I know, so he's he, not going to be out four weeks, which is great. Um, but again, him for six bucks is worth it because yeah, if he ends it. up doing nothing, you lost a dollar fifty. Big deal. That's completely worth it. I don't think he's going to do nothing. I just don't think he's – I don't know. I mean, Michael Gallup is the number two in, in, in Dallas is great. Okay. But I just, six bucks, I couldn't turn it down, but I would not have gone any higher than that. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to list some receiver prices here in this league because, again, this doesn't go in any type of real order. It's just all money. I mean, you potentially 13 receivers could be nominated in a row. The highest paid receiver in the league, Mr. Jamar Chase, 60 bucks. That's what I paid for Mixon. Yeah, well, you you signed Mixon to five years. We're going to get into that in a little bit. 
Okay. And then Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, and Cooper Cup were all franchised. Justin Jefferson by me for $58. That was the franchise price for those fellas. Diggs, 58. Keenan Allen, 56. Ahead of Devontae Adams at 55. Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, and Tyreek Hill down to 44. So altogether, the, the prices went down a little bit for receivers. They're usually very high. I'm not sure why that is. But um, anybody in there, Bobby, you think it sounds a little crazy? No, um, no. I uh, Ty, Tyreek Hill um, for 44, I think, was a little much. <laughs> I wouldn't. We're only laughing because I said Bobby. <laughs> and oh, then you sorry. started talking. Sorry, it's now my pod- podcast, Bobby. I apologize. <laughs> How about you, Bobby? Not only, not only do I not get a cool nickname, I can't even get my own name. i'll be honest kevin as you were talking i was staring at the name marvin jones and thinking about how he was last year's wide receiver 34 as the number one target on his team yeah he is now the number two target on his team. not true not true bobby he's not the number two kirk's going to be in the slot he's the x guy i'm telling you he's i'm telling you it's it's not where he lines up on the field it's who catches the most passes Right. And well, ETN, said, your guy, you have ETN. He's going to steal a bunch of passes. That said, he got Marvin Jones for $4. Yes. So, man, $4 stats are a guy that, you know, is 100th in the league. So, if he can do anything better than that, then I guess why well, he did all right. You're not a Marvin Jones fan, Bobby, are you? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm no, not he's put the all. screws to us enough times. Okay. Yeah. He just. He blows up. He'll get three. He'll get five touchdowns on a season, and they all came in two games. So, Whitey, quickly, your running back room. You you signed who I call Etienne because I feel like it for nine dollars last year through two thousand twenty five, a five year contract, which is amazing. It's, it's, it's nine, 10, 10, it's 10, 11, it's 10, 13, 15. But you signed Joe Mixon in two thousand twenty to a forty nine dollar contract for two thousand twenty four. They're paying him 60 this year, which is a pretty decent price because I have him as my number two back. Bobby obviously thinks big things about him. He's his number one pick. Um, but next year, you'll be paying him 66. The year after that, 73. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you, do you uh, feel that that will be tenable or are you going to just take a huge freaking cap hit and free up some money? I think he's young enough that he can handle it. Um, I don't think. Based on based on uh, Taylor going for sixty nine this year, uh, I think he could be comparable to Jonathan Taylor. Look, um, four point one yards per carry last year. He's got a new offensive line. He's going to bump that up close to five, if not five. Um, you know, you, you add the yards to that. He's got forty catches. You had that uh, 16 touchdowns last year. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, you, you got him and Justin Herbert signed for $114 next yeah. year, which is yeah. almost half of your entire, entire cap. How do you plan on working around that? Well, first of all, I'm not worried about it um, because I like both of those players. Right. Right. I, I just fly by the seat of my pants. So this year I went in there and I was just like, you know what? I don't care how much money I have. I don't care what's going on. Okay. But, I, I, I do think I do think that uh, if I needed to get rid of one of them, I could pair I could pair one of them up and uh, somebody's going to be somebody's going to be especially Herbert. Somebody's going to be wanting to possibly possibly trade partner with Herbert. I know it's so hard to trade in that leg, um, but it is because money has to match. They're, right. 
Whereas in a standard league, everybody has the same worth. It's very simple. And in this league, the money has to to all fit. And I could take a cut if I needed to. Um, But I look, I I basically signed my whole team this year. I mean, I signed everybody, Um, not everybody, but I signed a lot of people. And a matter of fact, if it wouldn't have been 48 hours later and it wasn't a long, hard drinking weekend, I probably would have signed Nico Collins as well. So I signed pretty much. Uh, I love, I, I like Tyler Lockett. They're going to have a new quarterback in there. Tyler Lockett's going to be great. Uh, Davis is look, 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 Dave, Gabriel Davis. I mean, this, this real quick, Gabriel Davis, DJ Moore went for $5 less than Gabriel Davis. And I know DJ Moore's hey, a good name out there. Okay. So Gabriel Davis had half the amount of yards last year on 35 catches, which is fine, but he had six touchdowns. DJ Moore had four touchdowns, four touchdowns, 12 touchdowns in the last three years for DJ Moore, 12. All right. Gabriel Davis had four in the divisional game. So not saying I know that was fluky, but just saying Gabriel Davis can be a number one receiver. So for $35, I'm fine with that. And I don't need to pay him anymore. I'm already down. I'm paying a little bit more for your, your, whatever it goes up. That's fine. Well, because you were, you were panicking for, for those who don't know Whitey was at my house and we're all online. He was starting to panic that the receivers were going and he wasn't getting any of them. Everybody just kept outbidding him. So he finally decided with Gabriel Davis, he was going to put his foot down and he didn't care how much it cost. He was getting him. I wanted Gabriel Davis from the beginning. I just didn't realize everybody else was going to go before him. And I would have paid more for Gabriel Davis, to be honest with you. I would have. I just think he's going to be a number one. I think he's I'm not saying he's going to triple what he had. I'm not I'm not saying he can get 1600 yards and 18 touchdowns. Well, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm saying that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, let me help you feel better about your 30, 35 catches. He had over 500 yards with 35 catches. You're telling me if he doesn't get a hundred catches, he can't get close to 1500. I didn't, I didn't say that. So for 35 bucks, I think that's a steal. Okay. Let me, let me help you feel better about your running back situation. The way I look at it, you have ETN solid deal. So you're paying Mixon. Let's say you take Mixon's contract and mix it with ETNs, and you got eighty bucks. You got two forty dollars. Only seven. That's how you can look. Only seventy. Okay. Okay. So Even you better. got two of them for you two. Right. You got two thirty-five dollars running backs. <clears throat> I that's I don't know what ETN would go for this year in a in a league like oh, yours. Yeah, an auction league. Thirty-five. I have an auction league coming up. It's probably comparable to that. So I I think you're sitting pretty with those two guys. The way you know if you combine those contracts. The Gabriel Davis thing, I, I can't get on that train, brother. I got DJ Moore's my wide receiver, 14. Everybody he's a wide receiver it. one on his team. Um, Gabriel Davis is not. He's nowhere near the talent that Stefan Diggs is. And um, DJ Moore it's finally ba- has an It's also Baker QB. compared to Josh Allen. I mean, I mean. Well, but uh, it's really Baker compared to Sam Darnold, compared to Cam Newton, because – DJ Moore actually has an upgrade in, in QB. So his his production should increase um, even more than it has. I, okay. All right. It'll be interesting. Too, I, I think there's a lot of mixed feelings on, on Davis. I think he could have a huge year. He could have a crappy year. I think it'll be somewhere between. Isn't Crowder there? And you're big on Crowder. I, you have to be soured a little on Crowder by now because the way it sounds, he's going to be almost non-existent in that offense. No. I think it's Isaiah McKenzie now. Yeah. yeah. Makes me sad because I was big on Crowder like a month or two months ago, but it doesn't look like it's happening. Well, I don't think you ever paid for Davis. I don't think that at all. I, I'm only worried that he, he might be your strongest receiver. 
And he, in this league, that, that's, that's tough. He is. But, he man, is. I'd he, love to have your running well, back situation. Lock, lock a thousand is, lock times is, better than mine. Lock is actually a better receiver, but the quarterback situation. Yeah, it's nobody to throw to. Yeah, right. Right, so, right, right. So, but, let's, uh, quickly, quick. so we can get through going through here. Running backs went for Jonathan Taylor, 69. Derrick Henry, 65. Eckler, 64. Then it went Mixon, McCaffrey, Harris, Cook, Kamara, Swift. Barkley was 10th at 43 which I was surprised he went that high. He was somebody I was targeting, but I just couldn't spend that much. Bobby, what do you think about him going for that much? I don't I don't hate it at all. I was pretty high on Barkley's a, probably a top 10 back for me. And like I said, I was hoping he would fall to me in my draft, and he went with the first pick of the second round. I mean, he is – Barkley has the best chance to be rookie Saquon that he's ever had in this Brian Dable offense. Yeah. He has – his backup running backs, it might as well be us three because he's got nobody there. And Dable's going to scheme ways to get him the ball in the – who are they throwing to? Wandale Robinson? Kick? Kenny Galladay is one of the worst receivers. He doesn't even run routes full speed anymore. I I was really wondering yesterday if he was going to get cut. He should have. I take whatever – We screwed up here. Let's Let's just cut ties. We hate you so much, Kenny Galladay. That we'll eat all of your contract, yep. we'll and pay I know you nineteen gonna... million dollars to leave. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, that's he can get hundred targets. He can get hundred catches. Barkley. Oh yeah. So quarterbacks, Mahomes is number one at forty-four, down to tenth. Russell Wilson at twenty. We'll talk about Kirk Cousins here in a second. We'll talk about that. Tight ends was a big surprise. Something crazy happened again. There's a guy in our league that is literally in love with Travis Kelsey. Mr. Gleason, he paid $47 to have him. Mark Andrews went clear down to 36. I, I, I don't get it. It's odd. Um, I just don't. And understand. $11 isn't anything to be scoffed at in an in a auction. No, it's a huge, it's a, such a huge amount with all of the money that you're going to spend through the year, the penalties you're going to incur. It was, but that's Gleason for you. He, he's a madman. Um, so we went over Whitey's. We can talk a little more about your group, Whitey. I ended up in this draft. So you're seeing people that are spending in the 60s for players. The highest I spent for anybody was 19. Because part of my master plan was to have money at the end for the rookies. And you knew that all along, Bobby. I did take Amari Cooper early at 19. But I think that's a hell of a deal. 19 freaking bucks. You know, I'll take that. I got Melvin Gordon for 12. Uh, another team in our league, we uh, SOAF, we won't give the full actual name you've got Javante Williams for 43 but they have so close to stats and I know Javante Williams will beat him in stats but I'll take the 12 I got Brian Robinson for 12 bucks outbid the guy who had Antonio Gibson same team and I signed into three years I got your boy Miles Sanders for 11 but it looks like he's too hurt to ever play give me an update on Mr. Miles Sanders as much as I'd like to tell you you got a bargain uh, dude man he has so much talent and he is one of the players in the NFL that just, I I don't think he's ever going to reach his ceiling because one, his health and two, his coaching staff. It's like, they don't even want him to be good. And it drives me nuts because I want to be higher on him, but I can't honestly, but 11 bucks, honestly, it's not a great. You're fine. Yeah, I'll take that. So then nobody bids on DeAndre Hopkins because he comes out late. I get him for 11 bucks and sign him to two years. But what I was really weighing on all along was four players. I got all of them. 
Kirk Cousins. I even lied at one point during the draft. Why do you may remember when Jay asked if everybody had quarterbacks? I said yes. So nobody would bid up Cousins. And they didn't. So I ended up getting it for 16 bucks instead of 44 for Mahomes. I looked again at the stats. Mahomes only beat him by 50 points in our league last year. And he even missed the game. Mahomes didn't. So essentially beat him by about 30, which is two and a half points a week. And it's going to be high-flying offense. And I had Justin Jefferson. And history shows us when a quarterback loses a top 12 receipt, fantasy receiver from their team, they drop on average two and a half points a week. Yeah. So right there, we might have that, but I saved all that money. So now I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. I did. I, I really, I, I really, there's a couple more I wanted, but the three I really wanted were Sky Moore, Alave, and my boy George Pickens. Got them all. 11 bucks, 7 bucks, 15 bucks. Sign them all to five-year contracts, which even if they suck, is going to cost me next to nothing in penalties. But I bet, I would almost bet that two out of the three are going to be t- top 20 guys. Hopefully all three. And I am just freaking set for years. And next year, I already figured out, I've only got six slots to fill. I'll have $132 to do it. Two of them are my kicker, my defense. I'm just, I'm I remember just, when, when you said knowing your strategy going in and knowing who you wanted to target. And then when you sent me the, the screenshot of your draft, I, I mean, hats off round of applause because it, it, it panned out almost perfectly. That was impressive. Thank you. I, cause I, I, I told you how I could hear the chatter in the room. Some of the guys were very upset. They don't like seeing me with that much money because you know why the whole night I had the most money of everybody. So I wasn't well, spending all well, of it. You, you did, and 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 I know you got a great deal, but I'm telling you, and I know it's not a matter of a couple of dollars, but Sky Moore, it was so funny because I'm sitting over there with the other guys, and you were there with your three-screen thing going on, and they were like, watch us bid him, Scott. Watch us bid Sky Moore up, and they did, That's and they kept bidding and bidding and bidding, and you kept doing it. And Jay's like, I don't want to be stuck with him. I don't want to be stuck with him. And you got him for eleven bucks, which is a hell of a deal. Yeah, eleven. You could have probably you could have got him for five or six if they were if they weren't bid you up. Well, but that and we've talked about that on the show. Bobby gets screwed by people if he's talking high about them to get screwed. You know, in our league, anytime I bid on somebody, donators, other people, whoever starts bidding them up because I'm bidding on them, and you know that that's a fact. So I have to factor that in when I'm getting people. That's why I want to make sure they were late and I had so much more money that people would just give up. But I can still, I can handle getting them for 11. If no, he'd be going up to like 25, right. I'd have been like, okay, I guess I, I guess he's moving on. But it worked out. And then on top of it, I got Logan Thomas for six because New Sierra really, really wanted, but I got him for six. Yeah, I like that. I like you taking that away from him. But my boy like Pickens, I'd have got in for cheaper. But Bear in our league is a big-time Steelers homer, so he bid him up. Uh, but Alave for seven. I mean, I just need to be the number 11 wide receiver for five years in a row. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. Well, Michael Thomas can't stay healthy now. He, he may end up – he was the wide receiver one when they drafted him, and then Thomas came back. Okay. All right, I see where this is going. Wide receiver two, which I think he's more suited for in the NFL anyway. But now Thomas can't get back on the field. He may end up being the wide receiver one for the Saints. And, we know, and Winston loves to chuck it. Yeah, he does. You know, I don't care if they lose every game, but if he's getting me freaking 100 yards and a touchdown, then I'm getting a lot of freaking points. Uh, I ended up getting the Steelers D for three bucks. I can live with that. Um, uh, one, I do, and I also had $25 left over. I have the second motion in the whole league of money to spend now on free agents and waiver wire. 
which I so, like. Unlike Kevin, I actually look at the show notes, and for the first time in the history of this podcast, Kevin actually has show notes. Uh, and I saw, and I want to ask you first, Whitey, I saw that Nick Chubb only went for 39. Now, you just mentioned Barkley went for 42, 43, 43. something like that. Chubb for 39, that's a pretty good deal. What? I don't know, did the, the guy who got him, is he a savvy player, or did he just get lucky? And how do you feel about that deal there, uh, Whitey? You know, I think that's a great deal, uh, but I have no idea, honestly, who got him because I did I wasn't even paying attention to running backs that time. He was throwing out early, and I didn't need to. Mick, who got him? I'm looking right now. Nick Chubb. He went to Fat Sacks, the guy who has um, Travis Kelsey for forty-seven dollars for yeah. thirty-nine. I I think that's a great deal, but I like I said at that point in time, I didn't, I wasn't even looking at at running backs. Yeah, he so. was roughly. I'm looking here, looking here, $39, $39. Where did he go? He went pretty fairly early. Yeah, he was about the 12th player nominated. So there's still a lot of money out there. I was really surprised that he only went for 39 Why? And we talked about on the show before, why does he get no respect from anyone? Isn't it bizarre? Well, he... No. Bobby, why does Nick Chubb get no respect? We talk about it at least every other week. So you know that I absolutely love Nick Chubb. Um, yeah. And I I think it is – so if you're a Nick Chubb owner like I have been for the past few years and you watch how great he is between the 20s and when they get down the goal line, they take him out and put in Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt is also very talented. Mix that with the fact that this year – defenses are going to stack that box more so than ever before with Jacoby Brissett um, at the helm for the Browns. And I think people are just are down on him and I get it. The It's just, he is so, so talented. And you being a Ravens fan, Kevin, how many times has he, he just smashed you guys? Owns them. He, I bet he averages six yards wow. carry against the Ravens. Well, speaking of Nick Chubb, and this is interesting, the guy in your league, who spent 47 on Kelsey and 39 on Chubb. If you flip-flop their salaries, you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And we, well, we had a guy in our league, the guy who took Mark Andrews in the first round, he took Nick Chubb in the second. Well, if you flip-flop those picks, well, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah, Fat Sacks also has a Christian McCaffrey for 58, Deontay Johnson for 31, and Chris Godwin for 21. He has no money left. He has 25 cents left. But he's got a really good starting, like, five or six guys, and then it's just nothing else. So where are you, where are you going to finish, Whitey? How, where's your, what's your team going to do for you this year? Okay. I got to. I mean, I, 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 balls to the wall. I mean, I, I mean, no, I won't. Well, maybe it will. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I think – Above middle, uh, I'd definitely be a playoff team, I believe. I'm telling you, with those running backs I have, I'll be a playoff team. And how many teams make the playoff? Six? Six of the 16. Whitey, the last two years, was the number 17. You want to know why? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell them. Both years, he had a massive roster infraction. When you have a roster infraction in our league, you get a $10 cap penalty. If that puts you over, you got to dump people just to meet the cap penalty. But worse than that, that week, you lose the highest point getter of your week. Points. You don't lose the player. You just lose the points. Two years yeah. ago, he lost Kyle Murray's 40 
points that week. Last year, I don't remember who it was. It was somebody else who scored like 36 points. He lost him. Both weeks, he ended up going, he ended up losing because yeah. of that. Yeah. And he would have made the playoffs both years because mm-hmm. Whitey can't put together his roster. This is not true. What happened was I put in Elijah Moore. <laughs> I put in Elijah Moore and I got a Elijah Moore in your lineup, starting lineup. I looked it up. Elijah Moore was in my starting lineup. Game started, Elijah Moore was not in my starting lineup. I got a message from the site that he uses saying, we're having issues with the site and blah, 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 blah. I called them up. They're like, there's nothing we can do. And I'm like, Mick, Elijah Moore, he was actually at my house that day. And, and, uh, and, I, and I put him in there and he wasn't in there. So it was, a, it was, a, it was a glitch on the site. I'm telling you, two years ago, two years ago with the Kyler Murray thing, it was me. Last year, it was not me. That was a glitch on the site, and they told me it was a glitch on the site. And, and I'll buy that to a point. But, Bobby, is it me or you? And I didn't expect this to come up tonight, but you sort of brought this up. Fantasy 101, we recheck our lineups every Sunday morning, don't we? This was Seven. Sunday morning. This was Sunday morning. No, it you wasn't. You told me you didn't look at all Sunday. You no, did you were Saturday. at my house you on Sunday morning. You it all be fine, and then it wasn't. Okay. You were at my house. Here's what I, I didn't do anything to me. I didn't make the playoffs regardless. It, it sounds like Whitey's – it sounds like he's the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> didn't they – weren't they late to turn the card in two drafts in a row? Yeah, they were. Didn't they get, didn't they get jumped? I think they only got jumped the one time, but, yeah, they turned it in, in late twice. Fantasy one for everybody out there, please recheck your lineup every Sunday around noon. If you're Very at true. work, do it on your phone real quick. If Very you true. can't, give your information to somebody else to just check it real quick. Cost I don't me. like getting penalties. That I would have much rather you've been in the playoffs than some of these other jackasses. I would have won both. I would have won but both of them. You would have won both of what? Your championships. I would have. You won would both not have. We already played it out. You wouldn't have won the league anyway, but you would have made a little more money you would have made the playoffs whitey's a good fantasy player he actually but he actually is good he knows what he's doing there are a few in the league that aren't as good and then there's some that are really strong it's like every league they're never a year to year who's going to do what um i think the league of shadows my nephew's team he grandfathered a team from a guy that got out last year he's probably the the best all-around team and and so those you listening I didn't draft for this year. I think this team will be competitive this year. I'll win some, lose some, probably about 500. I might sneak into the playoffs. I don't have delusions of grandeur. I drafted for the future because this league goes five years into the future. So that's that's really why I sort of had to reset because I had some huge contracts that were just killing me. Anything else to say, Whitey? Um, yeah. Can I say one thing real quick? Uh, yeah. Uh, this is, this is about nothing about fantasy real quick, but I just want to say um, I'd like to give a big shout out to Trayvon Wesco. Um, I don't know if you, you guys even know who Trayvon Wesco is. I Trayvon do. Wesco was drafted in 2019, fourth round tight end by the New York Jets. He was released yesterday and he was picked up today by the Chicago Bears. Trayvon Wesco was in my seventh grade homeroom class and my reading class at Musselman Middle School. He graduated from Musselman High, went to West Virginia University and now he's just picked up today by the Chicago Bears as a tight end. So uh, congrats, Trayvon. Absolutely. Awesome. We, always root, we always root for local people, don't we, yes. Bobby? Absolutely. Pretty cool. Go. Bobby, any more questions? Oh, one thing I want to touch, Damian Pierce. 
you said earlier, the hype was, is absolutely real. In our league, a guy, uh, Sticky Buns, accidentally nominated him. He wanted to wait later. He had, yeah, he had him in his queue, but forgot to pick somebody else beforehand, so the site automatically nominated him. Ended up going for 28 bucks. I was hoping to get him for like 12 late in the draft when nobody had money. We ended up going for 28. Could be a steal. He might end up just sucking and just happens to be the best of a bunch of sucky running backs for the Texans. The jury's still out, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't spend that kind of money on that guy. I think he's a tough Good news is we only got about a week to find out. You got there. Would you, would you have spent that much? No, I wouldn't spend 28 bucks on him. I mean, I'd like to see what he's got, but, and, and I'm not that down on him, but I'm not 28 bucks high on him. The guy that got him said he at most want to spend about 15, 16. And he was so mad at himself. He ended up getting him, but got him for way more than he thought. And just threw off the whole rest of his draft. So anything else to add, Whitey or Bobby? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a Pierce fan. Just saying. Well, I think he's going to be good, but I, I just I can't spend that kind of money. All right. All right. Let's Take roll on out of here, boy. folks. Yeah, man. Uh, everybody, thank you all for listening. Uh, as always, our tunes are by Flatline. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, YouTube, on um, Facebook and Twitter at G-Y-B-R underscore podcast. Again, that's at G-Y-B-R underscore podcast. Y'all are great. Whitey, thanks for joining us. Kevin, as always, nice hanging out, man. Good stuff. See you, folks. See you. Later.